0: Welcome to Strongest on the Field Radio, where we aim to educate youth athletes, sports coaches, strength
1: coaches, and parents on sports performance.
2: sitting here with Lucas Guararama. Hi, Lucas. No, you got to talk here.
0: Are you going to do them
2: no, There you, you go. You got to talk here. Huh?
0: Are you going to do them
2: We're talking about working out. Do you like to work out?
0: Nah. Are you going to PC cackle?
2: What? Shit. Oh, all right, Internet. We have decided to go. No, we have not decided. We have the opportunity to go international. Uh, We have a special guest today, our first current pro athlete. So we're super excited. We'll get straight into the introductions. This is Juan
0: G. This is Chris B. from Deuce Athletics. And this is
1: Ronnie Lopez from Deuce Athletics.
0: <laughs> and we got Xavier Scruggs from South Korea right now. Uh, say what's up to the internet, X. Hey,
3: what's going on, hey. everybody? Hey, hey, damn. What day?
0: So
2: if you're listening to this, this is a Sunday evening here in California. What day is it over there?
3: It is Sunday morning. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Monday morning That's here. crazy.
2: So you're traveling back in time. Yeah. I'm in the
3: future, baby. Yeah,
2: uh, dope. Well, <laughs> we're excited to have you. We kind—I of, don't know if Chris told you about what we're trying to do, but we're trying to kind of dissect and get a feel, or get a feel for for kids to understand what it kind of takes to get to a very high competitive level, and what kind of a day in the life kind of looks like. We all see like the the TV thing, right? The highlights. Um, But there's a lot of backstory that I don't think gets expressed enough. Uh, So that's kind of why we started this whole movement. Um, And you're a first current pro athlete to kind of sit down with us. So I appreciate you doing that with us. Uh, I think let's go ahead and start. And it's like, when did this passion for baseball start? When did it get competitive? At what point did you decide or know, like, it's time that I want to do this for real?
3: Right, right. Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, what you guys are doing is, is great for everybody, and, um, and I'm just glad to be a little part of it. Um, but yeah, I'll dive right in. And uh, I grew up in, in San Diego, California, um, and always played sports, basketball, baseball, football. Um, basketball was probably... Uh, my number one love. Um, but I realized I was too small. I wasn't going to make it at the next level for that. Um, and realized that baseball would be a great opportunity for me to uh, get a scholarship and continue my education. So, um, I never really looked at it as in high school early on freshman, sophomore year. I wasn't really like, man, I can go pro. Um, but as I continue to keep working at, at baseball and, and, um, and narrow it down to just one sport, my junior year and senior year, I kind of realized, like, hey, I can have a good opportunity to take this to the next level college-wise and professionally. So um, I really started taking it serious um, junior-senior year. What did um, your youth
2: upbringing look like? Um, How was your parents' support and maybe, like, middle school? And What was that culture then uh, that kind of maybe changed when you got into high school? And then into high school, I'm very curious – because we've had debates about if you're not at varsity or JV by X amount of time, maybe you should start looking elsewhere. So if you could share kind of like the middle school transition
3: and then kind of what level you were in high school, that'd be great. Right, right. Um, uh, very early on, um, elementary, middle school, my parents just wanted to teach me to kind of just be athletic and um, and do, do everything I can. Any sport, um, kind of just whatever would help my athleticism um and so basketball baseball and football were it for me and um and it was all about practicing as much as possible with each one of those sports Um, my parents were very supportive um both of them uh were able to make a lot of games uh, and practices thank god and they encouraged me to to work hard and put the extra time in and um they always kind of taught me that hey um Like, if you want to be good at something, you're going to have to put in some time that that you may may wish you're doing something else with that time. So um, I was taught from a very early age that, hey, if you're going to work for something, you got to go after it.
0: So how often were you at the field day in and day out during high school?
3: Yeah, day in and day out. um, I was definitely one of those guys that was one of the first ones to the field, um, probably – probably right after school started or right after school ended um, was probably hitting before school started in the morning um, was also after practice, maybe me and a couple of guys hitting after practice, taking extra ground balls um, until they turn those lights off. <laughs> so yeah, I was one of those guys that was always like, man, I, I know, I know I'm good, but that's not good enough, you know.
2: Are there any athletes out there that you may have trained with or maybe not currently played with have played with in the past that didn't put in that hard work and maybe frustrated with that?
3: Yeah, I mean, um there's There's freaks out big, there. There's freaks out there who's just like,
2: bro, like how do you do it? Like I gotta Right. No,
3: absolutely. Out. Absolutely and uh And that's, that's always the case. But once you get to kind of the, the level where I'm at, and I'm sure you guys have seen it a lot too, is like, you can only be a freak for so long, you know, it's only, you can only be like the best, uh, for, would not put in the work in for so long. And people start catching up to you. Kids start catching up to you. Um, as people get older, sports become more mental than physical. And, um, and you start to start to those kids started to get weeded out. Um, so as long as you have the physical, um, that's good. But if you don't have what it takes up here mentally um, to compete, then it's it's tough to stay in in your profession or it's tough to stay in your sport and can and continue to succeed.
0: So what's your career path look like? Where would you play out in college? What's your professional career look like? Who have you played for?
3: So right right so i went to uh i got drafted as a senior at a high school um but declined and uh went to unlv las vegas um to get my education and and uh that was kind of always the the big thing is my parents kind of like hey go get that education that way you have something because you don't know if you're going to be professional or not were you so tempted? i was able to uh, i'm sorry was that a temptation or was that an easy oh decision? definitely Definitely. It would have been easy to say, OK, for let's forget college and and uh, and let's go after my dream. But um, college was a dream, too. So I was I was excited to have the opportunity to go do those things in college that that my parents got to do. They were they both went to college. So it was kind of early on where I kind of learned like college would be a good opportunity to kind of um, have fun and and play at the next level and, and, um, and continue to work on my game. Um, I got drafted in the last round as a senior out of high school. So I knew that, um, it was important for me to continue to get better at my skills and continue to work my game at the next level in college before hopefully giving myself an opportunity to get drafted again. And which happened three years later as a junior at UNLV, um, I got drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, um, Was in the minor leagues for a long time before I got called up. Was in the minor leagues for seven years. Um, After your seventh year, you become a minor league free agent, which you can go to a different team. So at that seventh year, the Cardinals called me up and gave me an opportunity to play in the big leagues. And um, I played in the big leagues for parts of 2014. 2015 and then 2016 i played in the big leagues a little bit for the marlins miami marlins Damn. and then now i am here in korea shit bro what uh <laughs>
0: what team are you playing for out there in korea
3: i am playing for the nc dinos out here located in Changwon, uh south korea um which is a great city um great fan base um a lot of fun great hitters park so um got a lot of got a lot of stuff good stuff going on here.
2: What's the culture in a
3: different country? That
2: that that's kind of like the burning question that I wanted to ask.
3: Yeah, it's it's a different culture out here. It's um the number one thing is is being respectful. Um you're respectful of your elders. Um you're bowing down to anybody that could be a year older than you to fifty years older than you. Um, so you're, you're making sure that you're being respectful, respectful to those people. Um, and another way is it's a fast paced life here. Um, they're using bullet trains, um, buses, taxis, and they're moving at crazy speeds. Um, sometimes I'm scared to get in some of these taxis because they are flying, Huh. And uh, but that's just kind of their way of life. Everything is really fast paced, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun to keep up. <laughs>
1: How's the uh, approach the, the the Korean approach to, to competing different from here in the U.S. How they compete on the field is it, is it does that carry over as far as the general you know. Respect that you see off the field is that also the same on the field, or how's that? How's that play?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of similarities, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of differences. Um, I guess a, an example of that respectful factor is like if they hit somebody here, uh, a pitcher hits a, a batter. Most of the time, they're going to bow to them, and 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 um, it's their kind of way of saying sorry to them. Um, you're not going to see that in the, in back home. If you get, if you get hit, you get hit, um, back in America. Um, but here it's like, it's a big respectful thing. Um, I guess another way of like difference competing wise is, is, um, these guys, these guys, it kind of seems like more that they, they're working just to, so other people can see them working. um, sometimes sometimes I kind of see them you know overdoing things um only so maybe the coaches can see them doing it um and my mindset is always like hey I'm gonna work to get better and I'm gonna do it for me um sometimes I feel like they get caught up in and and it's kind of their culture too is to work so somebody else sees you working and um and that's just, that's just a part of the way they do things. Um, it's not bad at all, but you can just kind of, you see those things, um, kind of on and off the field. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see.
2: How's the, uh, fan interaction, uh, with Americans and, uh, how's the culture with how many foreigners are in their league and how does that whole thing
3: work? Yeah. So each team can have three foreigners. Um, there's guys from the Dominican, Um, guys have came from cuba puerto rico um, japan um so there's three guys three foreigners that can be on each team um mostly i think every team has two pitchers that are foreigners and one hitter um and um all the foreigners here are, are great players um and uh it's What was the second part of your question? I'm sorry, I forgot. What? uh, How's like? Oh, the fans, the fan interaction.
2: Yeah, and why is there only three foreigners? Is my yeah.
3: There's there's three because um, actually I'm not sure why it's just three because I think um, Japan they have six. Um, I think here because it's a little smaller league. There's only ten teams um, that they'll probably expand it later on with more foreigners. But I think just right now it's three. Um, The fan the fan interaction is crazy. Um, they're really, uh, they're really like all over you. Um, it's almost like you're a rock star out here. If you're a foreigner, um, you're easily recognized all over the place and, and baseball is their number one sport here. So everybody's watching every game. Um, there's highlights going on, on, um, on over 10 channels um, every night, just replaying the games over and over. So everybody pretty much knows wow. your face. Um, and you're and you're recognized very easily. Um, fans will go up to you, just start hugging you, um, start trying to touch you, touch your head, <laughs> touch touch just anything that they can touch. they will just try to touch you. You got to remember we're PG thirteen. Xavier, no, no, but uh, it's it's funny, it's funny because they'll just um, they just want to be close to you. You know, they wanna they wanna piece you. That's awesome,
1: Xavier. Um, how has your your experience having played minor league ball for seven plus years and then getting the opportunity to play major league ball how has that influenced or impacted your transition overseas
3: yeah yeah this um playing in the minor leagues for a while as first of all taught me patience um just because sometimes um you know you might be Better than somebody else, but you haven't gotten the call up to the major leagues yet. Um, so you have to be patient. You have to wait for your time sometimes and continue to grind, continue to work hard. Um, so after after going through that process um and then also reaching the major leagues has given given me confidence as well. So those are two of the main things that I have here is I'm able to be patient. Um, and to deal with the culture, some things you have to really be patient and you're not going to understand. So um, I've been able to be patient with that, be patient with um, how I have an approach at the plate, um, the way I put my work in. Um, and then also the confidence is huge. Um, you know, that's huge for any athlete. And um, just just knowing that I've been to the highest level in the major leagues in the in America. So um, I know that I could compete. Um, I know I can compete at a high level. So that's huge for me. And um, it's just something that I was talking about earlier. It gives you that mental edge over some guys um, that maybe don't have the same.
2: What did you keep telling yourself while you were seven years that's waiting? Was, that's a good question. Like, how do you mentally just <laughs> right. like right, – because like, I, I have friends and me – I didn't make it that far, but like you just – I'm over it or I'm, I'm, is this the end of the path? Like, do I keep, keep trekking? Like, how do I, what was your experience with that?
3: Yeah, no, it, it, it it becomes tough and, um, it's definitely not easy. Um, one thing I have is, is my faith. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, um, believer in, um, Jesus Christ. And, uh, so that's huge for me. My faith is number one. Um, and also just knowing that, the work that you put in as an athlete, like when you put in that work and you truly know that your time will come, you know, that your success will come, you know, that you put in the blood, sweat, the tears. Um, it just continues to motivate you. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing more than that. I can say is just, I just wanted to just be the best. Um, and that's motivated me from day one. And, um, I don't know. It's just a, a fire inside you that just goes and, and you can't stop it. Um, as an athlete, you just something just won't let you stop if you want it bad enough. So
1: one thing about professional sports and the higher you compete, the more it becomes a mental game because everyone can play. Right. Everyone can play at that at a high enough level. It's just the the people who are able to mentally kind of handle it. What. Are there some strategies or, or certain things that, that are your go-to that maybe younger kids can kind of adopt when it comes to mindset when they go to compete?
3: Right, right. That's another great question. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, person that likes to, like, film what I'm doing, um, not only just the games but practice um, I'll have, um, I have a translator here, have coaches here that'll film me just doing little drills, uh, maybe off the tee, maybe, uh, doing, um, uh, something in the cage, maybe my ground balls, um, just so I can kind of see what I'm doing. Uh, because when you, when you do a certain activity or a certain skill, you may feel like you're doing it a certain way, but once you kind of see it, you can kind of compare it to the, the way you exactly want to do it. So that's, that's something that's always been huge for me. I'm, I'm big on like rewatching my at bats in the games. We rewatching plays. Maybe I made an error that day. I want to see like, maybe what, what did I do wrong? Maybe I thought I was in the right position, but when I turn back and look, I'm not in the right position. So uh, I'm big into kind of comparing myself to some of the best that do it. Um, I've always been a big fan of Tony Gwynn growing up in San Diego and, and a big fan of Gary Sheffield. Um, so I kind of compare myself to them and kind of um, always always look and see kind of maybe who has the same type of body type as me and, and kind of see like, okay, let's see how he's going about things and, and how his approach is and kind of compare that. That way I know um, if somebody is doing it at a high level, then – then um, I can I can be motivated to do it at that same level.
1: As visualization, I know that's an, an uh, a tactic I've been kind of hearing about a lot lately. So visualizing your at bats before you actually get into it, or 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 whatever, is that something you practice or something you played with before?
3: Yeah, that's definitely something that's every, every day um, with baseball. I'm sure you guys know you get a lot of downtime. Um, you take batting practice, and maybe you have an hour or two before the game even starts. Um, So there's a lot of downtime. You're at the field from maybe one till maybe 10 o'clock at night, most of the time. So um, when you're not playing the game, um, like you said, that visualization is huge. Um, A lot of, a lot of kids um, will find themselves um, bored, maybe doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, but that's the time when you have to visualize when you have some downtime um visualize yourself put yourself in those situations you know they're going to happen in the game um especially those tough situations um bases loaded maybe you got two strikes on you at the plate um maybe there's bases loaded you're on defense and there's a hard hit ball to you I'm putting myself in those situations literally like you said visualizing it closing my eyes thinking about how I'm going to react to those situations and um and you guys know best. Once you once you already put yourself in that situation, it's tough to fail after that.
0: Yeah. What does a day in the life look like for you? Um, getting there early? Is it just BP? Are you looking at the scouting report? what, what bunch what of podcasts. That? He just sits there and listens to the podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah. what, are, what, are, what are you doing day in and day out?
3: <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Pretty much in the um, in the morning. Um, uh, I've been a big, a big stretch and foam roll guy. Um, so kind of in the morning, uh, after ho- after hoping my body has recovered from the night before I'm, um, in the gym, uh, probably nine ten o'clock foam roll stretching, uh, maybe a light workout, um, just because we play every day. So it's, it's hard to really have a, a, a tough workout schedule, but you definitely want to get your workouts in. So I'll hit a light workout in the morning. That's awesome. Um, def- definitely um, eat eat after that. Um, what do maybe you eat? have lunch with. What does this food I'm look? Like- what does this food look like? What
2: does Xavier eat? We need details. Uh,
3: um, the good thing is, it got a lot of American uh, restaurants out here. Um, uh, try to you know try to stay strong with the protein, the chicken. Um, they have a lot of good, uh, options out here. That's, um, uh, that's good. They got, um, chicken, they got all types of beef, uh, a lot of Korean barbecue, which is <laughs> you, uh, you're cooking the beef yourself, the shrimp yourself. Is there one in the uh, clubhouse? on the grill?
1: What'd you say? Is there a grill, a Korean barbecue grill? Yeah. In that, that
3: circle grill, the circle grill right there. And you kind of cook it yourself. That's me and my wife's, uh, favorite thing to do um because you you can cook it the way you want it medium medium rare um well done however you want it um so yeah we do that a lot um i, I do the protein shakes um i do uh man a- eggs every day egg don't skip egg day um <laughs> uh <laughs> got the protein pancakes all the time um Man, so yeah, when I, I try to eat my American food and then at the field we eat a lot of the Korean food which is which is awesome. So what time um, is usually but, practice? Yeah, so I'll head up to the field probably like one o'clock and then we'll start practice um uh, around two, start stretching around two, two thirty. Um, take batting practice, um, take your ground balls, uh fly balls. Um that's when you kind of work your routine, uh, maybe get some work done in the cage. Um and that that's another thing that's huge. I, have, I haven't mentioned that, is, is having a routine. Um, that way you kind of have something to fall back on every day. Like, hey, this is my process. Um, this is how I know I'm ready mentally, physically for the game. Um, so, um, yeah, BP, um, ground balls, um, eat lunch um, at the field, eat, eat before the game, um, hit some visualization, Uh, maybe take some more rounds in the cage um, stretch again get loosened up for the game have the trainers uh, stretch me um, and then kind of it's kind of go time after that
0: so what time does the game time usually start if you're there game time
3: here is six six thirty seven o'clock so you're there five hours every
0: day before game before the game even starts would you say? I say
3: you're there five
0: hours every day, early every day before the game starts.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's um, once once it's like, once you hit that professional level, it's kind of like you're treating it like a job. So you're there most of the day, and and um, and at the same time, you want to be there because obviously the the guys on your team is like family. So you get to spend a lot of time with them, and and um, you're always talking with them and figuring out ways to get better. And um, just having fun.
1: What is the one thing about being a pro athlete that you would give up right now? What is something that you could live without?
3: Uh, one thing you hit me on the spot with that.
1: <laughs> the money.
3: <laughs> nah, nah. He's like, no.
1: Nah. Nah, not the money. Nah.
3: We need the money. <laughs> <laughs> taxes,
0: taxes. That's a good.
3: Oh uh, yes, awesome. hey, the taxes are, especially the Cali taxes, man. God, Ooh. it's awful out uh, here.
0: So you moving to Florida when you get back? Oh uh, man,
3: we actually, we actually just bought a house in Florida for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, uh.
2: sh- keep it on the DL. All right, so perfect kind of like transition. Um, once you became a pro athlete, was there any? Because there's, this, there's talk about all the time financial planning. On your own part, on the team part, like, how does that work? Because, like, if any of us go yeah. from zero to pro, it's like a big jump. And then how how the hell do we do this? Was there any education or is it just learn as you go? <laughs> man, you guys
3: got some tough questions, man. Um, Yo, we're trying we to do it. You
1: know. <laughs> of
3: course, we're bringing the heat. I know you guys are bringing it. I like it. I like it. No, um, yeah, financially, that's... Luckily, my father has always like kind of engraved into me like, hey, you need to be smart with your finances. You need to be um, you need to live like you like you're not making that type of money, a certain type of money you need to be able to save. So those kind, those kinds of things have always been engraved in me. Um, my wife does a great job um, helping me as well, help us working together. Um, another thing. Um, going to church and, um, you learn a lot from the Bible, learning how to spend your money the right way as well. Um, and then, um, luckily I'm in a position where I've, I've been able to, my agency, um, my, uh, my agency that I work with that helps me with baseball and everything, um, has a financial side as well. So they're able to help me. And, um, but the biggest thing is I know is, is saving money and being smart about your future, um. Uh, The biggest thing is not living like you like you make the money that you make, but but living uh, below those means. So um, that's that's been huge for us. And um, and just being smart, because, you know, there's a future. You have to think about your future, especially me. I'm in the position now where uh, I just got married. um, So. Financially supporting uh, my wife as well, and then we're hoping to have kids. So, yeah, um, I got a little (laughs) three-year-old Lucas, come here. So, hopefully, Lucas,
1: come say hi. Shout out to Lucas. Come here.
3: Lucas. Say hi to the mic.
2: Say hi. Come here. (laughs) Oh man, we love (laughs) He's being shy. Uh, I don't know if this is too personal, but how do you balance like work and your wife and, and that? kind of whole thing and how does how has she taken moving into a new country um and managing that
3: yeah when i first when we first talked about moving to korea she was crying screaming at me yelling at me (laughs) um saying she's not going and um (laughs) which is understandable moving all the way across the world um but she's been um like I, i told her from day one i couldn't do it without her um if she wasn't going to do it with me, I wasn't going to make the move. So I told her, Hey, I could use your support. Um, I need, if I'm going to go, I need you with me. So, um, we started talking about it more praying about it. And, um, she's been supportive, um, ever since that second day, (laughs) uh, the first day was tough for her, but, uh, she started to understand the second day that, that kind of making this move, um, financially and, and, um, for, for our future, and hopefully provide an opportunity to come back to the major leagues and um, and and get a better contract. So this is all about my family, and and she's been supported from day one, or sorry, day two, and um, she's made the transition very easily. She likes the food out here, which is one thing I was kind of nervous about. Um, she has made a lot of friends out here. A lot of the Korean wives of the ball players. She's made a lot of friends. Um, so she's having a great time out here as well. And she has a friend right now that's, that's came and visited. She's, um, staying for a couple of weeks. No, she's so, chilling, um, then.
2: They're having a the time. Yeah,
3: she's, she's having a good time. She's loving it. Uh, I think, uh, about a month ago, half, not even halfway into the season, she said something about coming back. So, um, next year. So I, I know she's having a great time. Yeah.
1: Any change is hard at first. It's just overcoming that. That, that yeah that's that that's all it is
3: it's like we we knew it was going to be a big change and and we had to be very open-minded about it um, luckily she's a very open-minded person um very respectful to the culture um so it's that's huge and and um you can kind of see the way that we kind of go about the culture and go about these things um actually we have a youtube channel um here in Korea, um, called Humble Abroad, and it kind of shows um, the life outside of baseball and the life in baseball, um, and kind of how we both go about our daily, daily thing. Um, we kind of g- given fans a glimpse into that um, from back home, a lot of family and friends back home, and then people out here too.
1: Is that your personal YouTube page? Yeah,
3: the- yeah, that's our personal YouTube page called Humble Abroad. Perfect. So all cool. our
1: listeners. Go ahead and check that out, Xavier. How do you deal with a bad day?
3: uh bad day. Um, Curses in English, you know, so no one hears it. <laughs> <laughs> no bad days. I, I really just try to take my mind off of try to take my mind off of uh, what happened that day. Um, I'm a I'm big into movies. Um, it's a big way to take my mind off of things. I like watching movies. I like reading. Um, um, I like, um, just like, just taking my mind off of what, whatever that, that happened. Um, and also, um, you know, a good, a good way for me to take my mind off of the, that is, is talking to my friends back home, uh, talking to family. Um, because then you start to realize like that bad day is just a little part of a little part of life, the smallest part. Um, cause there's so many, there's so many positives out there and, and it's important for me, especially being far away from home, is just to to remember all those positives. And um, so, that, yeah, just taking my mind off of it any way I can. Um, like I said, calling home, calling friends, just maybe texting, um, uh, yeah. Skyping, whatever. Listening whatever to podcasts. FaceTime, yeah.
2: Listening to podcasts. Recording Strongy, podcasts. Listening to
3: podcasts. And it, like I said, there's so many other things out there that that are they're positive and uh so you know just try to stay positive
2: do you play yourself in video games do you play as yourself?
3: <laughs> I have played myself before, but it's, it's whack because the, the ratings were like my, my overall skills was not this as good stupid, as they are. This is real not right. You'd pump it up
0: to 99?
3: Yeah. So I had to create a player that was my real skills. <laughs> that reflected reality. <laughs> exactly. So some of them were 99. Some of them were of 97. Um, nothing lower than a 95. <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, What was the last movie you watched? Have you watched Oak Okja yet?
2: Okja? Have I? Oh no, I haven't watched. You guys that. don't know that one. That. What's Okja? No, you know I, about that. I actually heard. I actually heard good things Bro, about that. What is that? You guys need to watch it. What is that about? I'm gonna just leave it at that. You need to watch it. O K J A.
1: Okja.
0: Okja. Is that uh, X is laughing over there? Bro, I don't know about
1: that. Okja. Just watch it. Okay. Is that on theaters or do I gotta go to a Netflix? Website?
2: Netflix. Oh, Netflix. I'll let you borrow my login if you need it.
3: I, I do need. <laughs> oh my goodness! Login.
2: <laughs> I need that login. Um. Sorry. All right. Uh. Let's go back Near a lot a while ago. How? What was your first experience with strength training? Did you have any in high school? And how is it now? How much responsibility do you have on your own in the, maybe the off season? How much does the team provide? How does that atmosphere look
3: like? Yeah, so um, luckily my dad was one of those guys that was, um, was in the gym every morning, um, 6 a.m., uh, maybe 5.30 before he went to work. Yeah,
2: so, hey. what's up? <laughs> up before the enemy. Up before the enemy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up so a I, would, early too. Uh, I never really understood the work ethic that he had. I just, I just knew that he got up every morning to go work out, and then um, that's what I try to do for my son.
2: Like I never woke up with my dad; this one was gone already.
3: Yeah, right. That's, so like that's that. that's that's my that was my dad, and um, when I, I think when I was a freshman or maybe a sophomore, he took me to the gym for like the first time and um which i know is late now a freshman sophomore in high school is late for people going to the gym i feel like but um he took me to the gym kind of showed me his routine and um kind of you know some biceps triceps chest um uh, squats and whatnot yeah um so it kind of showed me some things and and um like i was excited with me and i remember me and my buddy thomas neal he went to poway high with me played baseball as well we would Go go to the gym, and then um, and then we would always try to eat, like, protein after. We didn't know window. what protein was. 30-minute window. We would be like, this rice is protein, right? And we, would just, <laughs> we would just try to eat something uh, after the workout to try to make our muscles bigger. But, um, but no, my dad kind of introduced me to that, and um, so I kind of saw the work ethic. And maybe I didn't know the right training, but I was able to, hey, I know I need to be in the gym doing something. Um, so as I kind of went along, I guess college is probably where I learned um, the most about strength training um, as far as how my own body works, um, how strong I'm able to get. I saw a lot of the progress in, in, in me putting up more weight and whatnot with, with squats, bench press, um, certain big muscles. Um, so I was able to see it, and then I was like, man, I, I am getting stronger. Um, you start seeing the results on the field and, um, it takes another level. And then now, um, now I kind of see how the, the functionality and the mobility is so important now, um, with the way that my body works, um, because I can't just try to put up weight. I got to be smart about how my body moves, um, uh, because you have to be preventative of injuries and whatnot. So, um, it's funny the different levels that that you kind of go through as uh, as your body changes, but it's been uh, it's been from from day 1 uh, strength I know and uh, weight training and conditioning is is very important. So it didn't stunt your growth is what you're saying. <laughs> right, cuz everyone it Did not stunt grow. my growth. Come no, on. it did not. Right.
1: Yeah, it's um, So
2: it, why was my growth stunted?
1: <laughs> it's your how tall were your parents?
2: I'm as tall as my dad, five six. There you go. See, <laughs> attitude six netics. four. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> attitude six four, bro. I hear that. I hear you. <laughs>
1: so, what advice would you give to a to a freshman in high school who looks at you, wants to be in the same position as you are? Um, what would you tell him as far as strength training or conditioning? what What would you What would your bit of advice
3: be for him or her? Uh, I'm telling again, Deuce Athletics, getting that gym. Hey, get in the oh, shout, shout out. You got damn. the shout out. <laughs> no, I tell him, damn. hey, go get you, go get you the the right person to to that's going to be able to teach you the way to move your body. Um, it may not necessarily be throwing the weight around, um, but how to train your your type of body, and um, you know, don't always follow. Don't always follow what some other person is doing, some other kid is doing, but learn the way to do it the right way. Um, do the things that people aren't doing. I tell people this all the time with baseball and and um, and just then how to get better is do the, the little things that people aren't doing um, that are going to help you in the long run. Um, so. It's not always about. I've learned. I've learned very quickly. It's not always about how much weight you throw around, but it's it's how how well can you do it, how much it helps your body, um, and if you're seeing the results and the success, keep doing it. You know, and if you're not, you got to change it up. Yeah, that's great advice.
1: We do that. We you know that's our sort of our motto. The three of us here, we all work with young athletes, and we look at it as a tool to develop that work ethic that you talked about but also set them up for long-term development so it's sort of the same idea we're not trying to get them you know jacked or, or get them to lift a certain amount of weight it'll it's come enough. yeah it'll
2: come like right you know, you those they'll start
3: looking like you guys at one point you they'll got started. your
2: whole life like chill
3: yeah yeah it's a progression <laughs> it's it's um, it's
1: a step-by-step process and it's a be and that's what you know that's what sports are. It's so that, you know, you go from JV to varsity, varsity to college, college, to pr- it's all a development, it's all a step-by-step process, and, and the weight room, we feel, is a great way to teach that that value.
3: So That's that's one thing I love about stepping into you guys' facilities, is seeing, that, is seeing that you're teaching the kids the right way to do these things. And I see the videos on Instagram and, and, and whatnot, and and I see that you guys are they're are really showing the kids when I see the kids doing it, and I see their form and I'm like, wait a minute, like how, how they got perfect form. And this kid's like 10 years old. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, man, I, I really wish I knew these things and was doing these things when I was at that age. Because um, I would be so much further along. But it's, it's so nice to see that you guys putting the time in, working with the kids and, and just like you said, teaching them how to be better for the long run. So that's that's the cool thing to really see.
2: Yeah, it's special. It's cool. I I don't think they understand, but till like later, from years from now, um, right? But I think it's yeah. so rewarding, like being able to teach. Like, trust me. Like, yeah. Like just just hang on in there. Yeah. Like a right. year from now. Uh, but I think you guys have been doing it for a while now, to where some of the kids are starting to see it. Yeah. And they will now do whatever you guys want. Yeah. Which is awesome. And there are examples and leaders to maybe younger kids or kids that are new to the gym, which I think is super special and why we do it. Like, everything that we messed up, like, I, I can teach you. Let me get you there. I, it, it's fun. It's yeah. rewarding. Today,
1: right. It's an easier conversation when we have – so we've had kids with us for a couple of years, and now they're crushing uh, the weight room, and they're also performing really, really well on the field. They're going to these national tr- tryouts and, and getting selected and –
3: Wow, wow. Um,
1: and so they come back, and they're working out next to a kid who is in his first week with us. And it, it allows us to say, hey, well, look at Joey over here. He's been working at it for two years. And now you have not only me trying to educate the kid, now Joey's also f- stepping in and saying, hey, you got to trust these guys. It took me a time,
3: but trust me right. to get
1: here. So it, it happens a lot. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, and that's stuff that they're going to take off. They're going to take that out of the weight room, off the field. They're going to take that into life. Just um, like you said, being able to trust, having patience—those are just those are life lessons in general. And they're going to be able to help other people and and continue on to be grow to be mature and great people themselves that way. The, just the way that you guys are teaching them is 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 huge. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I don't know if I asked this already, but how is uh, communication with New teammates in a foreign country, how does that work? How does that blend or change? Yeah, team play, or are, Luckily, they, or are they all speak uh English? Because I know mostly everywhere else in the world they like teach English, we're just lazy Americans where we don't teach any other <laughs> language.
3: <laughs> yeah, they they um a lot of them don't know English and um they do teach it here in school, but it's like kind of like when we learn. Maybe another language in school, we we lose it after high school or we lose it after middle school or whatnot. Um, so they know some they know some words and luckily baseball is very universal. So a lot of the terms we use are are the same terms. Um, a lot of the terms they use are English terms. Um, I have a translator as well. Um, my translator um, is is an awesome guy. Um, he's able to really get my point across to them and their point across to me very simply and very easily. Um, there are a few guys that speak English. Um, so it's, it's good to converse with them and, and, and then them kind of talk to the other Koreans. It must be hilarious um, though at times. Would you say it must be hilarious at times though? Oh man, it's, it is the (laughs) funniest thing. Um, because, they try to say, say something and it just comes out the wrong way. Or I try to say something and it comes out the wrong way. Like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm saying the right word, but they're kind of looking at me like, huh? Like, And I'll say it, like, multiple times, and then they'll say it, and I'll be like, I just said the same thing.
2: <laughs> they're like, nah, bro.
3: They're like, no, you didn't. And, you uh, said butthole. No, it's funny. <laughs> so it's tough. Like, the I was just telling – I think I was just – Maybe just talking on our YouTube channel saying how the one of the toughest things one of the things I miss is like actually just being able to read restaurants like so I'll walk down the street and I won't understand what the characters say I'm like man that looks like a good place but I don't know what they got to feed me in there <laughs> you know so I won't know what it says on the on the front on the front side
2: yeah
3: uh, so I'm trying to learn Hangul as much as possible and and trying to learn Korean as much as possible while I'm here
2: have you had any experiences where you the language mess up has put you in an awkward situation
3: <laughs> oh man the, the,
2: the, do you n- know the difference too- between the guys and the girls restroom <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's nothing no there's nothing too awkward the the most awkward thing is a guy was one of my teammates his name is Nasum bum um He's a great player. He's what probably going to be in, uh, in the United States soon. He's probably going to sign. He's that good. Um, but he was trying to translate something on his phone, and the translator didn't work the right way. And it said, I know it exactly said this. It said, if my brother dies, can, I, can you give me a souvenir? And I said, wait a minute. That, that doesn't make any sense. And he was pointing at my bat. And I said, he must want my bat. But the first part didn't make any sense. It said, if my brother dies. <laughs> and I was like, and then um, and then I realized that he was just trying to say, can I have a souvenir for my brother? Um, he has like a, a trophy case. And so some words don't necessarily translate the same. I'm sure you see it on Google Translate or on Facebook when you try to translate something. The translation just, it, it isn't perfect. That's funny. That's
2: good stuff. Is Netflix
3: the same? (laughs) Yeah, Netflix is the same. I'm on Netflix every day. Um, What was the last thing you watched? uh, Last thing was uh, House of Cards. Um, And then uh, I was watching something funny with Aziz Ansari. Um, He's so good. um, Yeah, hilarious. Master of None? Uh,
0: That's funny. Uh,
3: Yes, Master of None, yes. Um, I haven't watched it. I just know. Yeah, so I'm on, uh, I think Ballers just came out today on HBO, so I'm, I'm going to be on that.
2: So, well, we got some regular segments. I'm going to read them off so you have some time to maybe come up with some. Uh, we'll fire around it. Here are the questions. Uh, oh, wait, we have the regular questions. Yeah, on. let's
1: ask them questions. Where's I'll this go first. first. Uh, hey, uh, Xavier. Yes. Um, what is the biggest mistake, people, in your field? Are making keeping them from reaching a high level of success
3: they are not doing they're not focusing on the fundamentals they are more focused on being flashy maybe trying to do something that um, another player is doing um, but they're not focused on the fundamentals um, the fundamentals will take you as far as you want to go um, but they're the most boring thing to do. How many um, likes will I get usually, on
1: Instagram? I mean, I won't get any likes on Instagram if I just post fundamentals.
3: The, that's the thing. It's the most boring thing. The most boring thing is doing the fundamentals, but that's going to take you the furthest. Once you get that, the fundamentals down, it, it's the sky's the limit.
2: No wonder we don't have any it's followers. It's doing those <laughs> tedious things. We got zero followers. doing those followers. tedious
3: <laughs> things over and over.
2: How'd you get 15K followers, bro?
3: I was I was a St. Louis Cardinal, man. They got the craziest fan base. As soon as I stepped on that major league field, damn.
2: You got certified blue too.
3: <laughs> certified <laughs> blue. Got that check. Uh
2: let's see. You got a favorite book that you like to recommend to people?
3: My favorite book, the number one, the Bible. Get in the Bible. There you go. Favorite music artist. Favorite music artist. Um don't, man, Don't let us down I got a bunch of them It better be a good one <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge J. Cole fan Jay I love Cole. J. Cole right. um, R&B um, I mean Usher Usher's been one of my tops uh, I love Lecrae um, Christian hip hop artist um, Man there's a bunch of them out there That's awesome uh, Boxer Briefs briefs I I wear briefs I I was wearing the boxers but now I wear the briefs the the Lululemon briefs I can't oh shit
1: damn those are not cheap (laughs) (laughs) he
2: he talked to his accountant his accountant said it was fine I got it hey but there's some hookups there's some hookups (laughs) there it is is. is. don't tell people that (laughs) Uh, morning daily habit what is something that you routinely do First thing, get uh, yeah. up. Keeps you disciplined.
3: Okay, I, I, I morning. I'm, I'm a big coffee guy. I hit the coffee every morning. There it is. Um, so that's that's huge for me. If I, I'll try to find a coffee shop um, to sit down and and maybe read, but I love coffee. Um, How's the Korean coffee? It's, it's great. They have a coffee shop literally on every block. Maybe two or three on every block. Wow. It's crazy. Um, they got a bunch of Starbuckses out here, uh, their own coffee shops. They're they're ama- they're amazing.
1: Are you a black coffee type of guy or you
3: put a little cream? Uh, in I, I've been starting to be more black and just throw a little sugar in it. Um, I used to be. There more you creamy. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a little sugar in it. But um, sometimes if I got the iced coffee, I'll drink it with no sugar, and no, no milk.
2: Uh, favorite exercise or movement?
3: Favorite exercise, <sighs> man. I've
0: seen you've been doing a lot of uh, core stability stuff lately.
3: Oh, man, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. It's, it's huge for my oblique. Um, but, yeah, I, was, uh, I would say, I was going to say some core work um, because, like, everything else can get kind of big. Like, my chest can get big, arms can get very big, but, like, my core just, it's not tight enough. So I'm trying to get this core tight every day. Um, I know it's it's what's what you eat, so I gotta do better eating too so
1: <laughs> that's awesome
3: uh favorite
2: piece of advice let's make this a hypothetical. you said you were planning on maybe a kid soon um so something maybe you would tell your twelve
0: year old I mean, I
3: don't know yet you tell me you tell me. <laughs>
0: Or something you would tell your younger self
3: when you were twelve. Hey, that's another one. Okay. Um, I would tell my younger self, man, uh, be be a be a leader, not a follower. Um, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Um, like it, it may seem cool at the time, what, um, but just stay focused on what you want to do to get you better to the next level um be be your own self don't try to be somebody else
2: awesome um all right we like to close out with kind of uh, maybe a favorite post that you've seen on social media maybe a quote of the week uh internet post discussion a favorite social media follow or some shout outs that was a lot i know we'll come back to you last um i'll go first i don't know if you guys follow uh pierre's elite performance <laughs> Um, Do he, he does a lot of he does some pretty good stuff. There's a few people out there which I think are doing a good job. He's one of those. I he's probably never going to listen to this. Steal a lot of his stuff all the time because uh, I think it's great. Um, and I added it to my two belt. So shout out to him doing some great stuff with athletes from every field, super young to pro. So so props
0: to him. He loved him. <laughs> uh, having Bant Berger on. I haven't, haven't... Oh, you had, haven't had him? No, I okay. haven't had him. You don't get to go to the gym. You don't get to pick <laughs> up the kids. You don't get to go to work. You get to. So perspective is big when it comes to um, daily life. Ronnie, what you got?
1: My shout-out goes to Sam Dancer. He's a CrossFit guy, but he's a very knowledgeable guy. Dude, he's, he he's so
2: creative. He's, he's one of the most creative ugh.
1: athletes I know. He. He really is a person who doesn't follow the uh, the path that everyone goes. No, like we talked he's a about. boss. I like he does him. his own thing, and um, he is someone who I really uh, I admire for what he does, and for he stands for who he, who, who yeah. he is, right? And so big shout-out to him. And um, there was a quote, Alabama football put it up. It says, Bama doesn't cheat. They just outwork and outcoach you every fall. Own it. <clears throat> And, you know, Alabama football is big-time SEC program. They're consistently in the title run. And, yes, they get a lot of great recruits, but it has to start from the top. And Coach Sabian is a person who who has done a great job of, uh, of, of leading that, that system. And the proof is in, the, in their wins. So I, th- I
2: thought you guys were going to steal this one, so I didn't say it. But Power Athlete posted this, John Wilborn did. Um, it's kind of long, so bear with me. I don't care how far you run. Running slow will never help you get fast. The road to hell is paved with good intentions and marathon runners. I'm not impressed that you finished a marathon in five hours. I'm more impressed that it took you seven hours to sprint 421 100-meter repeats, meaning that, like, training needs to be specific and output Mm. means everything. Xavier, you got any
0: posts? shout
3: out yeah um or shout out well, my favorite favorite follower f- favorite follower on uh, or to follow on instagram deuce athletics deuce gym hey oh, hey. oh hey. look uh just just great pictures great great stuff to see um secondly um i i'm sure maybe you guys follow this too i just started following this maybe a couple weeks ago it's called move you official and um they kind of just talk like about da- daily movements. It's on Instagram. Uh, they yeah. kind of talk about daily movements, help you to learn, learn to move your body better. Um, like you drive, just driving, uh, maybe taking something out of the oven. Um, just little stuff that just helps you um, kind of be conscious about your body and how it moves. Um, and I saw that they were just working with um, Antonio Brown, um, just kind of on the way that he moves his body, the football, uh, the wide receiver for the Steelers. And um, it was cool to see kind of the, how they go about their 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 thing. And then quote-wise, um, I just got this, this present here um, from my friend Alex that came and visited, and it says, it says, every time you see a penny, take a moment and acknowledge something you are grateful for. Um, so I got to give a shout out to Alex who came all the way to Korea from Tampa, Florida, um, brought this out here, and um, just reminded me to be grateful for for everything that uh everything that I have in life. You know, it's um, just uh, just a great a great gift. Thank you, Alex. Nice. Shout
1: out to nice. Alex. Shout That's out cool. Alex <laughs> for the bottle. Yeah. Nice.
0: So where can we put you on social media, acts? Where can we follow
3: you? Um, Yes, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Xavier underscore Scruggs. Both of them are Xavier underscore Scruggs. Um, YouTube, you can kind of see Daily Life on YouTube. Humble Abroad is our YouTube channel, me and my wife, Jessica. And, um, yeah, that's about it.
2: We'll post that up uh, once we post it up. Probably half an hour from now, so it'll be live. I don't know why I wait so long. You can follow me at JL Guadarama,
1: Pasqual 6, Ronnie Lopez 21.
2: For anyone listening, if you have any questions, inquiries, or want to be a guest on the show, you can email radio at deuceathletics.com.
0: We need that assistant.